0: Tom Bernard Show with
1: co-host Catherine Brandt,
0: Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Molina. And we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.
2: Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt Then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, One of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. it's been good.
0: <laughs> it's been good, ladies and <laughs> it's gentlemen. Been good. And how do they contact you?
2: At uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800 770 or at eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant Walls Automotive
0: continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to Walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com.
1: Breaking news.
0: There's breaking news. Yep. What's the breaking news?
1: Carmen Killebrede.
0: You know, you're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll be uh, dealing with that for a while. Somebody they rushed it in. You got to get this on the air right away. Breaking news. I said that's not breaking news. Yeah, I just got it. I said it's May seventeenth, two thousand eleven.
1: You know, I have had that happen to me though. I think on I, I think on Twitter feeds or Facebook feeds, it'll act like it's like breaking news, and it's something. Oh, I know. That, yeah, it, it'll be like this day in history. It just doesn't pop up that way. Right. So if you don't know about whoever died, you might think that it's, you know, something new.
0: Why don't we do this and look at the dateline, which is what all news organizations do, is look at the dateline first and then move on. Now, I know, the reason I'm doing this, and I know it's really, like, out of my purview usually... Out of Well, not my purview necessarily, but out of my area of interest would be a better way of describing it. But Doc Ketchmark wanted to hear all about the uh, royal wedding rehearsal, so I, I promised him I'd read about it. Oh, God. Kind of just threw him under the bus like there was no tomorrow. Now, but a lot of people have asked me about that. Not Doc, but other people. The sun is shining and the skies are blue in Windsor this week as members of the British Armed Forces practice for Saturday, May 19th, royal wedding of Prince Harry to Meghan Markle. Their dress rehearsal on Thursday includes, that's today, or included, it's probably, well, let's see, what is it, like 6 o'clock there? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah. 7 so hours difference. Probably over, so it's seven, 7 o'clock there. Yeah. Yeah, so it's probably over by now. In any case, the dress rehearsal that happened today included uh, practicing the long walk. It literally takes place on an avenue called the long walk through Windsor Town and Castle, rehearsing the route of the carriage procession that Markle and her prince will embark upon just after they take their wedding vows in St. George's Chapel on Saturday afternoon, uh it's what time is it on uh, saturday afternoon again uh, it's four it's wait six o'clock here right six a.m here so it must be like one o'clock in the afternoon there yeah uh it says uh noon on saturday or seven o'clock eastern so it's six hours yeah in the summertime for some reason it's six hours so yeah it's six o'clock it's six minutes after six in london right now the Household Cavalry, Royal Navy, Army Air Corps, British Army, and Irish Guard are all participating in putting on the formal <laughs> pomp and circumstance for the occasion on deck of lots of horses, riders in top hats, elaborate gilded helmets. The only reason I'm reading all of this stuff is they're going to spend how much money mm-hmm. on the royal wedding?
1: Oh. Oh. I don't know.
0: $50 million. <sighs> Jeez. What? $50 million. You know how much it's going to make? Zero. A hundred million dollars.
1: How can a wedding make money?
0: Because of hotels, because of airfare, because of
1: dinners. But see, now Britain, the the taxpayers, supposedly, taxpayers are not paying the bill for this, to my understanding. They're not.
0: No, they're not. They're making money off they're of it.
1: They're making money off of it. That's correct. But everybody was all up in arms in Britain because a, a lot of people are anti-royal family, and they don't yeah. want any money at all going towards the royal family. But um, they're not
0: money then, yeah. But
1: they're not paying for
0: it. So No, they're not. They're not paying but for
1: it. But they're benefiting.
0: But that's uh, okay. They're benefiting. I'm okay, yes. I'm
1: okay getting, but I'm not okay giving. Okay.
0: Good. you should, uh, you know, <laughs> never mind. Uh, by the way, thank you, Joe, for sending me the message, Doc is effing mental. So thank you. I appreciate that immensely, Immensely, and I'm sure that, that Doc will too. Um, yeah, uh, $50 million to put on, $100 million uh, made. Oh, Andy, would you do me a favor and look, look up how much property taxes are in the state of Illinois? They're the highest in the nation, I know that, but I don't know how high they are. They're here, they're what, Catherine, mm-hmm. 2%? I think so. Property taxes are 2%, I think, well, in Minnesota. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, at the highest.
0: At the highest. Yeah, that's, yeah, right. But, is because
3: t- Illinois but. is so far in the red?
0: Uh, bl- well, blue politically, red financially.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, technically, the 2% thing is, you
0: know. 2.13%. What,
1: yeah. Two. Uh, what they do is they overvalue houses. Yes. Now. It used yes. to be that they always undervalued
0: houses. That's correct.
1: But now they're overvaluing houses so, so that they more. get so you get more. So this 2% sounds small, but when they overvalue your house that you paid or yeah. bought 10, 15 years ago, you get really slammed with taxes. Oh, I
3: believe it. I just paid my property tax on Monday, one day before the day. And I was like, what? How is my house that valuable? Like, it went up so much from 2017, 2016.
0: Our
1: prop- yeah, and
3: they've been doing that.
0: Our property taxes that I just paid last week, um, would have paid for my mother's house that she bought in 1970, I think, in North Minneapolis. <laughs> we could have bought three of them for just this 6 months' property taxes. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. So Illinois, you said, is a 2.13, Andy, Hot, top rate? That's well, average. They, the way they do it is very weird. Yeah, it is. Unlike they, everywhere else. They said it's really weird the way they do it in Illinois. So what, what is the top rate? Now? I don't think there is a top rate. There's not? No. That's against the law. Well. Federal Reserve wouldn't like that. You have to cap that, I thought. But I did uh, just hear from a friend. They sent me a message that uh, Illinois is going to raise its property taxes by 50%. <laughs> Well, you
1: know, yeah, I think that really <laughs> that citizens should oh. be really outraged by that because some people might have to sell their house before they can do that. Well, that's they exactly should what give my them at said. least two to three years' notice on a huge increase like that so yeah. people can get out.
0: Yep, that's exactly what my friend said. He said, seriously, they're just people are going to lose their houses. They're
1: going to totally lose their houses. I know people right now that their tax payments are as high as their house payments.
0: So using what Andy just gave me as the middle rate, this is not the top rate. It's the average, yeah. The average rate in Illinois is 2.13. That's mm-hmm. the average. Ours tops out, I think, at 2%. Yeah. Uh, 2.13 middle, uh, that uh, rate just went up to 3.07.
1: Yeah, that's, 3%. I mean, I, I, I just don't understand how. It's the same thing with Trump's tax plan, how they all of a sudden just, you know, yep. they didn't give anybody any notice about that $10,000 cap. They should have. They should have given people at least a couple of years.
0: Oh, these 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 politicians are all filthy. I don't care, Democrats, Republicans, they're all filthy.
1: Well, they just don't seem to understand how much money that is, and how much that impacts people, especially this middle class that they're trying to protect. They say. Hey, look all who's the time.
0: almost on time. How'd that happen?
1: Hey, look at you, practically on time. Practically on time, Alex. Eleven minutes is Something in the universe on time for you.
4: Something that
0: would be the Alex effect.
1: (laughs) Alex, listen,
4: Listen. I made, I had a chiropractic appointment, which they're fifteen minutes long. That was at eleven. It's in Saint Louis Park. Yeah, right here, two miles away. (laughs) I get there, she's fifteen minutes late, and then she comes out to get me, but Fawn has to poop. So, Fawn and I have to leave. She has to go to the bathroom. She won't. She sits on the potty, stands up, sits down, stands up, sits down, stands up. Finally sits long enough for it Poop to come antics. out of her. But had to clean that all up, you know. Because right. Can't have just the little, leave that laying around. I have the little travel potty. Right. And then I go in, finally get adjusted. I don't get seen until 1130 at this point. I have to bring Fawn to Dan's aunt's house, which is less than a mile away from my chiropractor. <laughs> Drop her off. I put all of her lunch in the fridge, and I was like, okay, bye, and then I came here. So I was...
0: You had good intentions.
4: <laughs> I should have been on time.
0: You had good intentions. Uh, we just voted the Illinois t- uh, a property tax bill on you, so you and Dan, your, your t- tax rate just went up to 3.07. So.
1: I Victor, they've been raising the value on your house like crazy.
0: Probably true. Probably all true.
1: The value good,
0: but they not said for taxes
1: is well, not good.
4: I guess. They
0: said some people. Well, I, well, let's put it this way. Let's say your house is worth what's the what's the mean house now about two two fifty? Probably oh, in Illinois, it'd be a lot more than that. Yeah, it
1: would probably be three fifty.
0: Oh. Okay, so three fifty. So two percent on on three fifty is what about six grand uh-huh. a year?
5: In me- Illinois, median price is two twenty five. Well, oh, oh,
1: yeah. in Illinois, I'm thinking Chicago. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I guess yeah. There's a lot of it's amazing how much there isn't outside of Chicago oh. in Illinois.
3: Mm. It's amazing how long that state is. Too. Yeah, I drove oh, so I, I drove, I drove the
1: scenic route uh. like one time home you know, yeah. from uh, Florida oh. all the way up and I mean it is just mm. it is flat farmland. It is. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I'm like this is Illinois. Yeah. I was so surprised. You know what I really
5: love? Chicago's only 226 even though that's a mean uh price per square foot of 230. Two thirty. They just have really small, crappy houses, I guess. Yeah, hey, hey, hey. two hundred and thirty square foot house. That's kind no. of uh, price per
0: square foot.
1: Yeah, which is that's high. Two.
0: That's pr- very high. Oh, also, yeah. it's so it's still only about eight hundred square feet though. Well, well two thirty, and the average price is two two. Well, so it's just yeah, under a thousand I square suppose. feet.
1: They must have either a lot of tiny apartments, or they're yeah, counting all of the. Areas where housing prices are feet. suppressed yeah, for say, various right reasons. Of Chicago,
5: yeah. well, so I guess the average house size in Chicago is 1,000 square feet, which isn't very big. Mm-hmm. That's the place I just moved out of. Yeah. So, you know, like having that's a family in there? Fair. I don't know. Yeah. That's I would not
1: want to have
0: a four a family of four in that thing. No. Hey, Doc Catchmark wants to know, Alex, if you've been asking Fawn's permission to wipe her butt after you change her.
4: Did like, you hear about that? No, I tell her squat down, and then she does it, and then I do it. So
0: you haven't heard? You haven't heard about? It. I have heard about that. Oh, oh, you yeah. have, yeah. That okay. you have to ask permission now, Alex. So understand, you have to ask permission and get it done. You heard me.
4: See, there's a book that I read when Fon was an infant that it was it talked about like telling the kid what you're doing. Sure, like I'm going to change your diaper now, even from birth,
0: mm-hmm. just to
4: kind of like make them more aware of what was what's going on earlier and rather than just like doing everything to them explaining what you're doing to them Mm -hmm. which that makes sense but asking permission doesn't
1: because what because they can't give
4: permission yeah they they don't do
0: it
1: they don't even know what's going on yeah
0: No,
4: not. Yeah, no, they me don't. i mean
1: they're so goobery yeah. in That's the beginning like how do you well and so every just time like... so if they cry you have to take that as a no and then you just have to wait until they're a... not crying i mean some colicky babies can cry for four hours at a time yeah and so they're you're supposed wish... to leave it in its poop because they're yeah because yeah. they don't wanna and you're oh, always you. second you're always wondering if this is permission or not yeah no that I, doesn't make no. any sense it make i bet this sense. woman doesn't have kids I'm
4: guessing.
0: Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look like she has kids. Just Nobody that has kids, kids
4: would come no, up with this nonsense. Because no. no. it doesn't, it, you can't, it's impossible to opinion. follow. It's, it's an
5: idealistic it. view mm-hmm. of it parenthood.
3: Well, if you sense. want nonsense, not only that, the royal wedding, but you can ask Fawn if she hears Laura
0: or because everybody oh, just. Yeah, what
4: is that Laura or Yanni. Yeah.
1: It's hundred percent yanny.
0: It's a hundred it, what it is is tone. It yeah. depends on what the tone is. Yeah,
1: what, yeah. i yeah, i well, I've been what seeing this all, all over the about? place. I don't know what it is. Here, Andy, Just, what do you, you hear when Google, I play this? Oh yeah. Laurel. Laurel. Laurel.
4: I'm hundred percent hearing laurel now. Yeah. Laurel. And it was it's yanny. Laurel.
1: before.
3: <laughs> That's Laurel. I heard <laughs> Yanny yesterday and it was Laurel. But today. I'll tell you why. It what? sounds
5: like it. sound why am I Why what does this mean? Sounds like it... Sounds like Yanni with really
0: bad speakers. That Yanni, yeah, that doesn't oh sound anything you like Yanni. Hear... No, it does. If you if you cut it, if you drop it back 30 percent, what drop slow it the thing. rate by 30 percent? So the, the you can't
5: really just do that. No. Oh,
0: the, no, it's Andy,
4: not. you play it from the computer,
0: yeah. They um,
4: because I heard Yanni. The whole time. And, and then it, it, now I just heard Laurel.
5: And it
1: means something about how your brain processes things? Is
5: That's that right? That's what they
0: say, but Laurel. it's not true.
5: I think it means Laurel. if you're See, really I stupid. Hear Laurel. Yeah. Laurel. What? But if yeah. you put it over, Laurel. apparently... Yeah, yeah.
3: That's Yanny. Yeah. yeah. Well, Yanny. yeah,
5: that's because it's slowed down so much, it's yeah. not even the same sound. And that's no. the
3: thing. Yeah, it was slowed down when you heard Yanny Yeah,
5: At 30%. That's... So what
1: does this mean to our brains? Yeah. It
5: means nothing.
3: Oh,
1: okay.
5: <laughs> if you slow down sounds, they can sound like other sounds. That's
3: well, like the oh, blue I mean, dress yeah. from three years ago. We talked about it on yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, dress. Yeah.
5: Well, Here's that was just like, you know, people were objectively wrong if they thought it was golden white or whatever.
4: I saw a different color than... Than it was? People.
0: Anyway, getting back to the Laurel and Yanny thing, I've been trying to break in for about 12, 13 minutes <clears throat> well, now. Now
4: you know how it is talking with you around.
0: Yeah, so. uh-huh. Um, it depends on how old you are as well. Younger people can hear high tones better than older people. Hmm. That, dep- that, that plays a part in it as well. Human
5: voice doesn't go anywhere near that high. No, it doesn't.
4: Yeah, no. I heard Yanny yesterday and Dan heard Laurel. <clears throat> and now I'm hearing Laurel. It's, I'm very confused. It
0: also yeah. depends on what kind of speakers you hear it through. Yeah,
4: it's just, yeah, if your
5: speakers are so crappy that they don't do like have the first you know
0: <laughs> thousand hertz, then You're right. You're not going to hear it. Yeah, exactly. Properly. You aren't going to hear it properly. It's absolutely true. So, Laurel and Yanni has been solved. Uh, property tax. Uh, okay, so the average you said is two two thirty. Let's say for a price of a house in Illinois, yeah. around two thirty uh
5: yeah well 230 per square foot so yeah and they're on
0: average 1000 square feet so so 230,000 so your property taxes is going to go from about 4600 a year to about 6700 a year mm-hmm. that's great for you and that's great news highest property taxes in America in the state of Illinois we'll be right back Tom Bernard show
6: i'm Brad Huckle president of North American Banking Company
0: To RSVP today, that's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. I just absolutely love this song. What a great song. The Rolling Stones, ladies and
3: gentlemen.
0: 19th Nervous Breakdown. Why are you having a breakdown?
3: Oh, just all the news. What? Laurel <laughs> Yanny, a wedding. <laughs> That's
5: got you all <laughs>
0: stressed out.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just
4: a lot. A no, lot like, to take in. Much. Well,
3: Andy can attest to this. I'm dealing with movers myself. Oh, and it's just yeah. like, man, oh, yeah. Moving yeah, the is horrible. Worst. Oh,
1: my gosh. It's the worst thing in the world. I I really recommend just selling it all and buying new when you get there.
4: When we I've definitely
5: it. considered it.
1: <laughs> when we
4: house hunted, we were like, okay, where can we live for the rest of our lives? That's what I said. Without ever moving ever again.
5: But then mom said, nope, can't do that.
4: <laughs> oh my god. Mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> not allowed. No.
5: You could live there forever. Yeah, we could live Your in our house, house forever. Huge. We're not
4: planning on moving. No, ever. you don't need to move. Maybe when all of our kids are uh, in college or something. Yeah, I'm planning
5: like. on staying here at least probably another 18ish years.
4: Yeah, and At then least. there are you know psych- two
5: bedrooms, you know.
1: Yeah, you've got two bedrooms.
4: You've yeah. got space yeah, that's yeah. plenty. And then there are some insane people like my dear cousin, whom I love very much, but she moves every like two years. Who? Erin.
0: Erin, Erin didn't move again. Yeah, she moves a lot. She just moved from that nice house in Northeast. Yeah. It's a beautiful house. I love that house.
4: Into her parents' house. She did it? And then they're buying... Oh, I didn't know they actually did it. Well, they, I don't know if they're living there, but their house is on the market. Oh, really nice. They're using Why am I not? They're using somebody through her work where the profits don't go to him. They go to a charity.
0: Mm. Um, Can anything be untouched by the snowflake? Is, that's what I'd like to know. <laughs> is that a possibility? And they don't have to
4: pay any... There's some, I don't know anyway no
5: broker's fee or something yeah there's something
4: okay I don't know. um but their like house, their house. On, yeah their yes, house is on the market really cute and they're moving into her parents house for a little while and then they're buying another house in the meantime what and then they're going to sell that house and then buy her parents house so they're going to move. Where are they going to Three more times in the Terry next five years. I don't know. Maybe the maybe he'll end up living at the cabin. Who knows? He
0: might end up living way up north. Oh, yep,
4: no. So they've already moved four times in the eight years that they've been mm-hmm. married. Some people like to move. And they're going to move three more times in
1: the next five years. But as a real estate agent, <laughs> I can tell you, you need to stay in a place for like seven years before you're going to really make any money.
4: Yeah, that's very. Never
1: true. stayed in a place for. I think.
4: Three years is the longest that they I stayed told them anywhere. to stay there for seven years. And they didn't they because they love me. moving so much.
0: Here's the deal I got to ask this question, and I know, uh, you know, Melina doesn't want to talk about the royal wedding much, but uh, Harry, you should probably pay attention to the Markle family's actions, okay? This family is a disaster.
1: You're saying there's red flags all over the place?
0: <laughs> yeah, the dad's not coming now. So he he was coming, then he was not coming, then he was coming again, and now he's not coming again because of health issues. Now, Meghan Markle's half-sister, Samantha Grant, has reportedly been hospitalized after a confrontation with paparazzi in Florida. Um, <laughs> Harry, run away. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. Although the royal family's nuts, too, so why they might fit in. Why do Americans
1: no. give such a crap about this? We don't. Thank you. Yeah, well, but she's
0: American, that's why.
1: Well, I know, but so what?
0: I couldn't She's not a less.
1: princess. She's an actress. She's you know. an actress. Yeah. So, you know.
3: <laughs> well, we talked about it yesterday, but Harry's not the smartest guy ever. He's the guy who thought it was a good idea to wear a Nazi costume on Halloween. Well,
0: that's true. That's very good. Well, like I probably
1: said. thought it was funny for but, a royal to wear something. I don't a
0: know. A Nazi uniform. Well, and you know, it's, you know what's so
1: funny about that is one of the, one of the princes was actually pretty. Tight with Hitler.
0: Oh, they were, uh, yes, back absolutely. In, yeah.
1: Back in I don't even know how long ago. No. Yep. A, a long time ago. So for him to do that was just like the most stupid thing that he could possibly do. So, uh, on earth. Yes. Yeah.
5: This Honor. just about sums up how I feel about uh, like the media and journalism. Prince Harry was in the army and he was actually deployed in Afghanistan in 2007. But then, for some reason, an Australian magazine told everyone where he was deployed, so they had to pull him out and get him out of the army.
1: Did he touch a toe on the earth and then was quickly retrieved? What? I mean, over the line, Afghanistan, for two seconds.
5: Well, no, no, no but serving.
1: He was, like, there, yeah. station, was actually stationed, station. Yeah, he was oh. stationed there.
5: But then an Australian magazine was like, hey, look, everybody, Prince Harry's over here. So, I mean, obviously
3: you can't have that. Well, so,
1: I mean, the royal uh, family does have a tradition of everybody serving, especially princes that are going to inherit the throne.
3: Well, do you remember we talked Everybody's about it on the not show? not going to. Uh, no. Like a few years back, remember they found a dead body on the grounds? at one of their castles.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, Oops. yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Yeah, it was just
3: some person, like, out there. I think it was a woman. They just found her on, you know, whatever castle upstate or...
1: Yeah, they only have, like, eight. Yeah. I don't know how many castles they've got. Windsor, Buckingham. What's the one in uh, Scotland? Oh. Bell something.
0: Well, There's um, Barnard Castle in Scotland.
1: I don't think that's the royal family's castle. Oh, I, that
0: I don't know. I don't know about royal family castles. Got you see, at Prince least... Harry is the... Sixth in line. Six. Yes.
1: I still don't understand how that all works. I, just, I never father, will understand no. it, I'm sure.
5: Father, brother, and three nieces and nephews.
0: Yes. Yeah. So he's got no shot because they're younger than he is, so he's got no, no shot.
1: Well, why would his kids get it before him?
0: No, no, no. His kids, his brother's his kids. His
1: brother's kids. Yeah. So his somebody brother's told kids me it was his kids who would no, get it no. before him, and I no. thought that didn't make any no, sense. No, that makes okay. no sense at all. All right.
5: <laughs> Succession... Yeah, it's basically just the closest related person to the current royal, yeah. I think.
1: Okay. Balmoral, that's Balmoral. The one. Yeah, you heard right. that you're one. Right. Lanser, right.
0: um, I'm going to read a Doc Ketchmark joke and see if you guys can even understand why this is a joke. You ready? Breaking news: Prince Albert is in a can. Do you guys get that joke?
1: That's a the very... oldest
0: joke you know in the world. It it is you the know You know what it do is. Do you know what it is? Um, it's a. Food. Nope. No. Oh. Tobacco. It's tobacco, tobacco. yeah.
1: Yeah. It was like a pipe oh, Prince tobacco, Albert tobacco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Prince Albert tobacco came in a can, so then Prince Albert's in a can. <laughs> that,
1: yeah, that used to be a phone prank. You'd call somebody and say, do you have Prince Albert in a can, and, like to a drugstore or yeah. something? And then you'd say, and then the kids would say, you, yeah,
0: better, you better let, let him, let him out. Out. Yeah. yeah, Your refrigerator running, you better go catch it. Great yeah. things like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> cousin's been run over by a car and they're dead. Oh. You know, funny yeah. stuff like that. It's really, really great. <laughs> Anyway, according to TMZ Grant's boyfriend, this is the half sister of uh of Meghan Markle Samantha Grant with the uh, confrontation with the paparazzi, uh, her boyfriend Mark claims that they were driving together near a toll booth when a paparazzi photographer wouldn't that be paparazzo or is paparazzi one and paparazzo uh, or many?
4: I don't know. I think so.
0: Yeah, I think it so. Sounds I think that's right. the opposite. No, it's paparazzo's one.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Paparazzi is all of them. A paparazzi photographer veered his or her vehicle in front of them to try to get a clear shot. Mark allegedly swerved to the left in an attempt to avoid the photographer. He hit a concrete barrier. Grant, who has MS, reportedly hit the windshield and fell to the floor mat oh. where she was unable to lift herself back up. He claims that her foot was twisted backwards oh. and she had to be driven to the nearest ER the where doctors are treating her. The photographer allegedly fled the scene. <sighs> the news comes just days before Grant's half-sister is set to marry Prince Harry at the highly anticipated royal wedding on Saturday. As previously reported. Yeah, so they can't blame this on her, her family. This is the paparazzi's fault. Yeah, this what is, kind of this person
5: got... chooses to be one of the, like, the most hated, scummy professions in the world? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. People that don't want to actually work for a living. Mm-hmm. and yeah, All
5: you have to do is get the right picture exactly. of someone famous and they'll pay you $10,000 for it.
1: This has like curse written all over it. It really
0: does. <laughs> it, really <laughs> it really does. does. This thing... I mean, look, he's a handsome kid. He seems like a nice guy. She's a beautiful woman and, you know, she's a talented actress and all the rest of it. But you uh-huh. just, you're right. It's got like something wrong. Something's wrong here. And it's just the situation where it's cursed. Wasn't she a low
1: grade actress? Like, not no, really? No, she was on suits. she, yeah, she, but was I mean, she wasn't really a... in I had never heard of her before yeah. all this. It's not no, like I she had, not. you know, like leading roles. and Yeah, it's not like she's Jennifer Lawrence or something no. where, like, everybody no, had true. heard of then her. And how old is she?
0: thirty six. Yeah. Megan's thirty
1: six. Yeah, if you haven't made it in Hollywood like you know, starring roles by then, you're probably not going to probably
5: not, no. When yeah. did Betty White break?
1: <laughs> Betty White? Let's oh. see. Here. She'd been in commercials and all kinds of stuff. And she was then... born
5: in twenty two. Mm-hmm. Let's see. She was in a film in forty five, so yeah, there you go. She was only twenty three yeah. there. Twenty three, yeah. yeah. So yeah. In Time to Kill. No, but that was only a short film. Her first real film was Advise and Consent in 62, so she didn't start till she was 40, really. Betty White well, I bet oh, she but,
1: did other stuff, I bet.
5: Well, it's weird because, like, it says her first television role was herself on Hollywood on television, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes no sense. So, what the hell? Maybe she was, like, on the radio or something? I, I just
3: watched a bunch of her on Sunday for Mother's Day. I was watching reruns of Mary Tyler Marr when she's that was Sue Ann. such Anne.
1: a great show. Who's Sue a great show. That uh, they could bring Betty White. back. Why She's not they? not Sue
0: Ann,
3: isn't she? No, Sue Ann was. Uh, Sue
0: Ann was. I can't remember her name. Her, uh,
1: Again, we I'm just had her tears. on the show. Joyce Bulafont, wasn't she? No. She
0: no. Was, I don't think. She, <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> who knows? It's just great to be here. That's all I know. Sue Ann oh was played
5: by Betty White. Yeah, was it? Oh,
1: so, oh yeah. so who's the other you're one? You're wrong. The one who talked like this. That was Joyce yeah. 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 was She was. She was. Um, Car- Carol?
3: Murray's, Murray's, Murray's
0: wife. Uh, wife. Yeah.
3: yeah. No, right. what was her name? It was Marie.
1: Was it Marie? Yeah. Marie yeah.
0: and Marie. Yeah. Marie and Marie, really. And, That's Mary. Really and Mary. And yes, Mary. Yes, exactly. Uh oh. MTV, so you're not going to be able to watch Catfish anymore. Oh, oh. is very upset. Oh, no. MTV <laughs> suspends Catfish in light of sexual misconduct claims. Oh, God. Uh oh. Isn't Catfish all about sexual misconduct?
1: I don't have any idea what it is.
5: Arguably, because catfishing is using a fake picture on online
0: dating. Right. So no. isn't that kind of like sexual misconduct anyway? Not really. It's That's more just general scummery. It's general fraud. Scummary, it's just uh, general scummery. <laughs> well, I suppose it is. Yeah, it probably is. I, I've only seen highlights of it. I've never seen the show. It looks like the most obnoxious show in history. Well, MTV is just in general. I'm surprised they're still on the network.
5: No one. Who watches MTV? <laughs> yeah. I've never met anyone who watches MTV anymore. People
1: with a big L true. on their forehead? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> um, you've probably been reading the news this morning, haven't you? Yeah. Because you'd be the only one to be able to guess this. What's the net worth of Michael Jordan?
3: Oh, a lots lot. Lots and lots. Two billion?
0: One point six five billion. Yeah. So probably by from now, I'm after sh- this was posted, probably by now it is two billion.
1: So all that just from licensing for shoes,
0: shoes. Yeah, his most shoes. It, yeah. yeah, most of it is from. Yeah, I mean, Jordan's are yeah. still weirdly
5: popular, oh, yeah. even were, though people were
1: killing people yeah. to get those. Yeah, yeah, in Brooklyn Park. Yeah.
5: When's the last time he like? When did he quit the Bulls? Like oh. twenty well, years he, ago. He came
3: back and then he was with the uh, Wizards too. Yeah, so he's too. been out of the league since like oh three. Well,
5: but no one cared about him in the Wizards. No. Chicago no. Bulls. 98? No, he, he did, yeah, 98. So, yeah, that's 20 when he years left.
3: Ago. Yeah, that's when he left the Bulls, yeah.
5: But then he was in uh, Space
0: Jam, so. Oh, then never mind. He was in Space Jam, and I believe I can fly. Mexico's <laughs> foreign minister said on Thursday that he re- that recent remarks made by U.S. President Donald Trump describing some undocumented immigrants as animals were unacceptable, And that a formal complaint would be filed with the State Department. He was talking about drug dealers, from what I heard. I didn't hear him make the comment.
1: Twitter is going crazy with this.
0: Well, drug dealers are animals. Crazy. Twitter is like the lowest IQ
5: place in the world.
1: The the argument is all, all the people that are outraged said that he said it about immigrants. Just all immigrants, that this is a blanket and that's statement. That's not what he said. And not, the other not the at people all. that are like, no, it's about this horrible gang that stabs people to death in parks, and they're just horrible, horrible people. That's what he's talking about. And they're like, absolutely not. It is
0: not. Mm-hmm. They so just I want don't, to be mad.
1: Yes. I mean, Twitter is crazy with this.
0: We have people coming into the country or trying to come in, and we're stopping a lot of them, but we're taking people out of the country. You wouldn't believe how bad these people are. These aren't people. These are animals. Yeah, he said we're taking people out of the country. That's that pretty one, obvious that's who he's talking about. Well, they, but it's, he's talking uh, about criminals
5: and drug dealers. Yeah, people were extraditing or whatnot. Well, Reverse extraditing.
1: People aren't hearing that part of it. They're of hearing, course not. We're taking people out of the country. They're animals. That's what the quote are.
0: see here's the deal and I, i'd like everybody to make it very very clear whenever they 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 read this i am not a, a trump supporter or a trump uh detractor neither one it's just that's not what he said what he said he's calling drug dealers animals and serious criminals animals sorry i don't want serious criminals around my family i don't want drug dealers around my family well right? some
5: uh some um you know inner city gentleman just <laughs> stashed a, a gun in just like some random box that he found mm-hmm. and that box contained a present for a seven-year-old oh, so god. the kid found the box and was like oh boy a present and yeah it he, ended the way you would expect it to he end.
0: didn't die did he yeah yep. he did yeah, it was oh employment. my oh god. god oh god mm-hmm. oh god so the kid's dead. Yep. They didn't even. Off. Yeah. They.
5: The family doesn't know whose gun it is. It's just some, you know, uh, cool dude did it.
0: That is in my old neighborhood. Yep. That's well, great. close. That's wonderful. We'll be back with a special guest coming up next, Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Our back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. Let me know when Samuel's ready to go, Andrew, and I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be good to go. <clears throat> so uh, that was a heartbreaking way to win the second segment of the first hour. And, uh, you know, it just, a little seven-year-old boy's dead because some moron stuck a, stuck a gun in a, the first box that he found. It turned out to be a birthday gift for a seven-year-old who killed him. They got yeah. killed. It was a hoverboard. It was a hoverboard hoverboard now yeah i know i didn't even know they still sold those
5: <laughs> maybe they figured out the batteries uh, seriously i didn't know they still sold those i had yeah. no idea yeah, well, they all died out because of the exploding batteries yeah, lithium batteries maybe they stopped getting their batteries from like a small village in china you may be right it's a
0: possibility um but in any case that's are you okay over there, Catherine? I'm
1: just trying to figure out how to get everybody
0: oh Everybody instant will be fine. information. Not a problem. Texting works. A sizable portion of the trial that sent Jody Arias to prison for life in the 2008 death of her former boyfriend was shrouded in secrecy. A white noise machine was turned on regularly during Arias's sentencing retrial three years ago. To keep spectators from hearing what lawyers argued as they huddled around the judge's bench, At other times, the public wasn't allowed. You know, they should tell the people in a quiet place about a white noise machine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because they could have used that. Then they could have talked all they wanted to if they had a white noise machine. Or just a generator. They're very, very loud. Just a generator or a waterfall. You know, just move by the waterfall. That'd be good. Uh, At other times, the public wasn't allowed in the courtroom, like when a judge let a skittish witness testify behind closed doors about revealing... uh, that the person in question was Jody Arias. Now Arias is seeking more secrecy, Her lawyers asked the Arizona Court of Appeals on Friday to bar the public from having access to the opening brief. In her appeal, the contents of the opening brief may endanger some members of the public, given the continuing interest in this case by the public and the media, her lawyers wrote. Without explaining what the peril was and who would be affected by the public release of the brief, Peg Green, an attorney representing Arias, didn't uh, immediately respond Tuesday to an email seeking elaboration on her bid to keep the brief private. Why is all this so secret? She murdered yeah, a I guy. Yeah, I know.
5: Who is this? She's, she's a nobody. Why are they, like, yeah. making her the most, you
0: know, important person in the universe? Yeah, I don't understand that at all because she murdered someone. And didn't it take her about, like, 45 minutes to kill him?
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, she was a 29 stab was, wounds.
0: So yeah. 29 stab wounds. Takes a while. Why are we keeping things secret in a case? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense. I don't really understand it myself. I don't I just, I just. don't get it. We have our guests. Oh, we do have Samuel. Marvelous. I'm glad to hear it. Samuel Kleiner. How are you, Samuel? He just hung up. Oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. My God.
5: Uh, well, he'll call back again, well, He's going to have guess. a grand
0: total of about 10 minutes. Well, 10 minutes is enough, anyway. That's fine. <clears throat> But I jumped around there. I had, a, I had a magnificent story, and now they've ruined it. No, I've got it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everything is good. Oh, God. There's some stories that pop up. Perspective. When kidnapped children are taken by a parent. I don't want to read that.
1: It happens more often than you'd think.
0: Students save beloved teacher who suffered stroke in class, so that's a good story. Don't All right. Me. Samuel's back. Samuel's back. Samuel Kleiner, how are you, Samuel?
6: Doing great. Uh, thanks so much for having me on.
0: Absolutely, you sound wonderful. As a matter of fact, it's a great line. <laughs> I like that. The Flying Tigers: The Untold Story of the American Pilots Who Waged a Secret War Against Japan. I'm hoping it was during World War II. It
6: was actually before World War II, which it is what was? makes so much of this so interesting.
0: It is interesting. That's, fun. That's why I asked the question. So it wasn't during World War II. What happened?
6: So um, the ba- the basic story is that um, before World War II, um, or before before Pearl Harbor, really World War II had already started on, in both the Atlantic and the yes. Pacific. So since 1937, when the Japanese invaded China, there's already a war going on. And this story is really about a handful of Americans, and, and most Americans don't know this, but there were a handful of American pilots who were over in China going as far back as 1937, working with the Chinese to fight the Japanese. And so you get these incredible stories of these mercenaries and, and daredevil pilots who were over there and they end up um, kind of growing into a covert action authorized at the highest levels of the Roosevelt administration in 1941 to send over around a hundred American pilots who left the armed services to fight under the Chinese flag and a hundred P-40 planes to go over and help the Chinese. And those, um, P-40 planes would end up with a shark face design that would become one of the most legendary images of America at war. Um, and this book is really telling the story of the, the men and some women who were who are behind that um, and and trying to expose uh, Americans to a story that I think most people don't know about World War II.
0: I did not have a, a clue about the, the situation, the Flying Tigers. Now, what's interesting, what's kind of weird in a way, is I always wondered where they got the name, but there was a an old bar when I was a kid in my neighborhood, and it was called the Flying Tiger. And I was thinking, why? Yeah, move? that I absolutely. Per- and I yeah,
6: there's there's a there's a great brewery down in Louisiana now where the commander of the unit's from, um, called the Flying Tiger Brewery. So it's a good name for a, for a bar or brewery. It is, um, I guess. <laughs> but um, and it's it's actually you know it's it's just such a fascinating story, and it has so many strange uh, twists and turns to it. But the general sense is, you know, I think a lot of um, listeners might have seen the John Wayne movie that was made in 1942 called The Flying Tigers. Mm-hmm. recognize that plane, but the actual story of these pilots and, and the, the men and women in the unit has really been hidden away. So over the past couple of years, I've been going to the reunions of the Flying Tigers Association, meeting with the last survivors of, of uh, the unit, a lot of their family members to collect, you know, diaries, letters, and this huge trove of combat reports that ended up being hidden away in a basement in Washington after the war. Um, and now, we, for the first time, really, we can you know get the full picture of who the Flying Tigers were. And actually, just a couple of weeks ago, I was able to go down to Columbus, Georgia, to meet with the last surviving Flying Tigers. Ooh. His name is Frank Lozanski. He's 98 years old. Oh. And I was able to give him this book. And I wanted to, you know, I've been working with him for a while, and he's become a close friend. And it meant the world to me to be able to assure him that this story was going to be preserved for future generations when we no longer have that living link to the greatest generation. No,
1: it, sir. It, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I, I just was wondering, um, Yeah, I mean, World War II was, and, and all the wars have been so well studied, and yet there's still stuff coming out like these stories that you just are uncovering. Is it because things were classified or just because it was just such a complex, gigantic war that, we just didn't hear all the stories. It's a
6: great question. It's a mix of both, I would say. Um, I think this is the great untold story of the greatest generation. This is yep. such a remarkable story of young men and women who signed up for this incredible adventure. A lot of these guys were, you know, from had, had scarcely left the county they were from, children of the Great Depression, and signed up for this adventure. Um, and be, you're right, though, that because this was a covert action, you know, these combat reports normally would have ended up in the National Archives. But instead, they were just kind of hidden away after the war. And so many of the members of the greatest generation, my grandfather among them, um, who who participated in the war, he was a navigator on a B-25, just kind of moved on with their lives after the war to a certain degree. And I think the country did, too. And so, you know, a lot of these guys, you know, never really got to tell their full story. And so I'm piecing together diaries and letters and all kinds of different documents that tell us about their lives and tell us what it was like to really be be there with them on this incredible adventure in China and Burma. Um, and, and there was a broader significance of this unit, that they really helped to inspire the country that we could win this war in these very dark hours after Pearl Harbor, because they were the first ones to fight back against the Japanese after that devastating attack.
0: Now, I love doing this, by the way, Samuel, looking at bios and then telling the listeners... Mm-hmm. Lest you think Samuel's some dope. <laughs> Samuel Kleiner is an historian and lawyer based in New York City. Sam holds a doctorate in international relations from the University of Oxford in England, where he was a Marshall Scholar and a J.D. from Yale Law School. His writings, I mean, you've done it all, Pally.
6: <laughs> well, thank you. I mean, so much, you know, the book's dedicated to my, my two grandfathers. I originally I, I grew up in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and spent a lot of time with my, my grandfather. Herman was a navigator on a B-25, as I mentioned, and getting to go see um, uh, uh, old planes at the the Pima Air and Space Museum and the boneyard that's in Tucson really uh, helped to, to, to um, get me interested in this at a very early age. And so it's really been the honor of a lifetime to get to tell what I think is one of these very important stories from the greatest generation. And I think... Um, you know, listeners will find it to be a very engaging read. Um, you know, it's uh, it, uh, my goal was to write something that um, was accessible. You don't need to know anything about China or Burma um, to go on the adventure with these guys because the pilots themselves didn't know anything. Right. So you kind of get to discover that alongside them.
0: You know, i got to tell you, Samuel, I've interviewed Tom Brokaw many, many times. Had dinner with him once with my wife and I, who Catherine was the one that just asked you that question. But the, one of the first times, uh, one of the first interviews that he did after he released the book, The Greatest Generation, I said, you know, Tom, I got to tell you, Greatest Generation, yeah, but let's be honest, they're terrible drivers. <laughs> <laughs> he said, hey, watch your stuff.
6: <laughs> I, think, I think these guys were pretty good drivers. I mean, these were some of the <laughs> yeah. best pilots yes, in, the, exactly. in, the, you know, in American history. It's certainly one of the most famous fighting units we've ever had. Um, and you know, so so many of them went on to do incredible things later in life as well. So oh, did I am really? a big fan.
0: So do you think do you think what drove them to be a Flying Tigers? What drove them to to achieve so many great things afterward? It's just in their personality.
6: It's, it's yeah, it's just a wonderful question. You know, so many of these guys did this. You know, really in their twenties. You know, I'm 31, but most of them were younger than I was when they did this. And I think it's um, it's it's. Um, yeah, there was some sense that they were, you know, wanted to accomplish things, and for a lot of these guys, it kind of opened them up to the world um, in a way that they might not otherwise have, and that that's true with so many guys who participated in the war, um, and women, you know, where they got to go see more of the world. So this this last surviving flying tiger, um, Frank Lozanski, had been a mechanic, um, was originally from Detroit, and this was kind of his first experience, really, leaving the country. And he went on to have a very long career uh, working with different airlines. Um, and he, he would attribute that, you know, to the kind of experience he had with the Flying Tigers. For a while, there was a cargo line called the Flying Tigers line that made a lot of money. Okay. And that was later sold to FedEx. So those oh, planes are, that's um, you know, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a great legacy there.
1: Yeah, as you're talking about all of these things, my, um, my aunt, who was a surgical nurse in Burma during the war, I, I, yeah, and I've come across a bunch of her letters and things that um, she, she kept all those years. It's Maybe that's my next book. Yeah, it's pretty interesting <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and go. then um, my father joined uh, World War II when he was 16 and a half. He lied about his
5: age. Yeah. We've wanted to, well, well, we've thought that he should write all that kind of stuff down, but I don't think well, he ever will.
1: we've got a lot of it. He doesn't like to talk about any... Um,
5: Specifics. military
1: actions that happened but he talked mm-hmm. about going into france and um, the fact that a general found out that he was underage and almost sent him home and he talked <laughs> yeah, exactly. he talked him out of it he's like hey by the time you send me back
5: yeah
1: uh there'll be two more months and then i'll be 17 yeah. so I'll be, it'll be okay for me to come back and fight again so why bother spending the taxpayers money on sending me home and the general bought it and let him stay
6: See, that's a good Absolutely, yeah. There's just so many, you know, and so many families have a personal connection to World War II, and that was really special for me to get to meet the families of the people that I'm writing about, for them to feel like, you know, their stories were finally being told too. Yeah, there's um, not and, too many letters. I relied so much on, you know, on them to get the letters and diaries that, you know, for so many families, just kind of have kept around um, for ages, and, and a lot of the pictures that I think, um, you know, are really exciting in the book. Come from these um, personal collections. there's mm-hmm. a family down in um, Alabama that had um, pictures from the Flying Tigers that a relative had taken and they you know they treated it as like a family heirloom, but they um, allowed me to use them in the book um, and I think it just gives readers a wonderful um, great insight into what it was like to be there because those pictures speak so powerfully to what, you know their ordinary lives.
5: Sure. It it no' like them. there are about five hundred thousand of the 16 million left so. That's it. Yeah. Wow. One thirty-second of the um, second. World War II vets are still alive. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, they're gonna Not going to be much longer, I don't think. Well,
1: my dad's 91, and he must have been one of the youngest that went in. He yeah. has
0: to have been, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. The book is available everywhere, Samuel, I'm certain. Yes, absolutely. Everywhere
6: books are sold, um, listeners can go to FlyingTigersBook.com to see some more stuff, and I would... Um, encourage you guys to check it out wherever books are sold, including on Amazon.
0: Now, Samuel, I do have to ask you one question before you go. Are you Absolutely. a Curb? You're a Curb, you Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. Of course. Did you ever see the Kamikaze episode? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just had to ask you that off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> It worked out for you One of the greats of all time uh, one of greats. Samuel, you're a survivor episode, it's all very funny You're a <laughs> terrific interview, Samuel uh, I, I would love to talk to you about the book again The Flying Tigers, The Untold Story of the American Pilots Who Wages a Secret War Against Japan Samuel Kleiner, it's K-L-E-I-N-E-R Samuel, great interview, thank you sir Thank you so much He sounded like he's about 16. Yeah. Well, he has a grandpa
5: who was in World War II, so he can't be that.
1: He said he was 32, didn't he? 32. 31. 31. Sounds about right. Does anybody listen to these interviews? 31.
0: He was 31. (laughs) We'll be back. (laughs) Don Bernard.